What's happening, world? I'm your host, the Wizard of Waz, Benji Wozniak, and we're having part two of our Disney restaurant review with my lovely wife, Kimberly, where she will start right now. Hi, everyone. So just as a quick recap, if you didn't listen to the last podcast, we um, got a dining plan on our last visit to Disney. We got a deluxe dining plan. There are several different levels of dining plan you can get, but basically we got a deluxe plan. So this entitled us to three meal credits. And the word credits is important here. Three meal credits a day, plus two snacks, plus a refillable mug. Now, Disney has several levels of dining uh, classifications for restaurants. There's quick service restaurants, which are just counter service. You walk up, you get your food. It's like going to McDonald's, albeit with better food. There is um, table service restaurants, which are one credit as well. And you... Basically, go like you're going to a restaurant where you live. You go in, you sit down, a waitress takes your order, that sort of thing. And then there's what Disney calls signature restaurants. And signature restaurants are worth two credits on the dining plan. So a signature restaurant is going to be a higher level of everything. It's a higher level of food, a higher level of service, and a higher bill. They're pricey. For the most part, they're worth it. There are many signature restaurants on property. So when we got this dining plan, we knew that three meals a day at Disney would be difficult to do. You can do it, but I feel like you would be spending most of your day running from meal to meal. So what we chose to do was to do either a breakfast or a lunch, and most of the time breakfast, and early, or an early lunch, and then a late dinner. And a late dinner at a signature restaurant, which would only cost, which would cost us two credits, thereby using the three credits for the day. And if we got hungry during the day, we would use one of our snack credits to get something to eat. So picking up from last week, the next restaurant that we went to was in the Magic Kingdom, and it's called Jungle Navigation Company LTD Skipper Canteen. Jungle Skipper Canteen for the rest of us. So we went for lunch. It's one credit. It's a table service. And it is based, so this restaurant is based off of the Jungle Cruise ride in the Magic Kingdom. It is extraordinarily well-themed. Um, the pictures, from the pictures on the wall to the books in the bookcase, there is a shtick from the way, you know, that the waiters do where they make all these really bad jokes, which if you've ever ridden a Jungle Cruise, is something that carries over from that. Even on the menu, um, some of the things on the menu had really kitschy names, like um, one of the f- food items was Tastes Like Chicken Because It Is, and that's the name of the dish. Um, a Lot at Steak Salad. So it's like that. It's a really fun restaurant. It also has more adventurous food offerings than you would normally find inside a Walt Disney theme park. Um, I know we've said before, like, we like Tiffin's because of that. At Tiffin's, Animal Kingdom in general has more adventurous food, but when you're talking Magic Kingdom, it generally leans, even at the table service, you're not going to find anything unusual. It's going to be, you know, a steak, a chicken dish, a burger, things like that. You're not, nothing is going to be out of the ordinary. Um, It's, they try to keep things as generalized as possible to feed the most amount of people. However, if you are a more adventurous eater like we are, Jungle Skipper was actually very, very good. It, you can get a reservation here pretty much last minute. We could have walked in off the street when we went. There was nobody in it. And I think that's a shame because it was one of the better meals that we had. Um, so anyway, for an appetizer, Ben got the shiriki noodle salad. And this was, correct me if I'm wrong, a cold noodle salad? Yes, yes it was. Okay, so it's noodles, edamame beans, mushrooms, green mango, and cucumber, tossed with a sweet chili sauce. 
And according to the menu, I don't know what this means. It may be a jungle skipper shtick or it may be an actual fact, but it says famously served at Hotel Hightower on December 31st, 1899. What did you think? Okay, so I have to be honest. I did not have high expectations about this restaurant when we when we booked it because of the fact it's it's after the Jungle Cruise. So I wasn't expecting anything fancy or good. And um, I have to say I was surprised. Uh, this uh, appetizer was served cold. The noodles uh, and everything complemented each other well. Uh, I was actually su- pleasantly surprised at it. Uh, I'd get it again. I'd recommend it to someone. Um it's definitely something you should try. Okay. I got the SEA Shumai. It is, um, it's, the description is a legendary blend of pork, shrimp, edamame, beans, and spices wrapped in gyoza skin and then steamed. And it came in a little bamboo uh, steamer and it was out of this world good. It had a little dipping sauce with it. They offered chopsticks, which I used, um, but you don't have to. They will give you a fork. They're fine with it. And it was outstanding. It was very, the flavors were amazing. I generally like shumai anyway, but not everybody makes it right. Uh, This was very, very good. It was perfectly seasoned. It was well steamed. And honestly, I would have gotten two of two of these and been very happy with my meal and moved on with my day. Uh, But we didn't. We actually did get entrees. Uh, so Ben got, Ben actually did get, um, the steak, which he always does. It's the Dr. Falls signature grilled steak, adobe seasoned New York strip, vegetable and chorizo, farafa, caramelized onion puree, and a red wine reduction. It looked amazing. I was kind of busy with my amazing food, so I don't know how he laid his. Okay. So as you know, this is, this is a themed restaurant for the Jungle Cruise. So it is what it is. You're going to get... Not as high quality of steak as you would, like, say, Tiffin's or another restaurant. That being said, it was good. It was definitely worth it if you go to this restaurant to get the steak. It, it wasn't phenomenal. I wasn't like drop dead. Oh, my God, I have to come back here for this. It was tasty and good. Okay, one of the things I forgot is, uh, so Ben's noodle salad was $11. My shumai was 13 and his steak was $36. This is if you were paying out of pocket. I ordered off of this Uh, like i said i try to order seafood because i don't get it very often and so i ordered a dish called sankuru sadie seafood stew shrimp sustainable fish mussels bay scallops and octopus simmered in a fragrant coconut sauce and served with jasmine rice i have to tell you this is up there with one of my favorite meals that we had the entire time we were there um and we ate at some super pricey restaurants uh, but this was much better than I thought it was going to be. There was crawfish on it. It wasn't even listed, and there, it had crawfish. It was just outstanding. It, it came. Um, it said rice, but it was more. It wasn't a like over rice. It was like a stew with rice in it, sort of thing. And it was very, very good. Uh, I would definitely order it again. And it was twenty eight dollars, which I'm sorry is an absolute bargain for the amount of seafood that was in this meal. Yeah, they did serve a lot of food. It was great. So moving on to desserts. So if you've met my husband, you know that he is a chocolate fiend and a coconut and banana fiend. So he ended up getting um, 
Kungaloosh. It's an African-inspired chocolate cake with caramelized bananas with cashew caramel ice cream and topped with coffee dust. It was $9. What'd you think? Oh, my God. Uh, It was so good. It was moist and delicious and chocolatey, and it could taste all the flavors of the banana. And it was was really a good dessert. Uh, Well done. Uh, I'll definitely get that again if we go. And I, because I was so full and I was really hoping he would eat my dessert, um, he didn't, but I wish he would have because there was so much food. I got a coconut bar with pineapple basil compote and vanilla cream. It's a vanilla chiffon cake with coconut and lime white chocolate ganache. Uh, it's $8.50. And it was excellent. And I'm surprised. Um, I wasn't sure about the basil in with a dessert. You don't generally see that, but it actually paired really, really well with the pineapple. Um, and it was actually very good. They also brought us a little cupcake. Um, just as a, a side note, we never really did a honeymoon when we got married this year. So this was technically our honeymoon. So they, we had mentioned checking in, they had asked us if we were celebrating anything and we mentioned that and they had given us little pins to wear um and those pins were like having the keys to the kingdom <laughs> when it came to dining yeah it was um everywhere we went i think did something for us whether it was um an extra little dessert a couple of uh, yachtsmen and citricos gave us personalized menus um to keep there was uh champagne toasts quite a few of those so um definitely if you're celebrating something at disney let them know because it's not a guarantee that anything will happen that you'll get anything extra but at a minimum multiple cast members all day long will tell you congratulations and be super like extra super friendly above and beyond what they normally are which is pretty freaking friendly um so that was our jungle cruise Uh, Jungle Navigation meal. So the next restaurant I went to was Citrico's. And I have to say going in that this was one that I had kind of gone back and forth on because there are, this is at the Grand Floridian Resort, which is right outside of the Magic Kingdom. And I was, I didn't, there are a lot of restaurants. There are several very good restaurants inside of the Grand Floridian. There's another signature restaurant. Citrico's is a signature restaurant. And there's another signature restaurant in the Grand Floridian called Narcoozies, which is also very well-liked and more well-liked from what I could gather than Citrico's was. But in checking the menus, I just found, I, I felt like Citrico's was a better fit for us. There was um, more on the menu that I thought we would enjoy than there would have been at Narcoozies. Now, at Narcoozies, one of the selling points is if you book right around the time of the Magic Kingdom fireworks, you can see them from the restaurant. Which is um, awesome. Right. And we've done that at California Grill and it's, it, it really is a good experience. I recommend anybody do that at some point, but we ultimately, we've done it before we did it at California Grill. So we weren't as concerned with doing something like that. So we actually, so I decided on Citrico's. Now, when we got there, we were better than halfway through our trip. We only had a couple days left. And I have to say, as much as I love food, I was getting fooded out. I'm not going to lie. They give you a lot of food. This meal plan is a ton of food. I'm an eater and it was rough. Um, And I was getting ready to tap out. I'm not going to lie. I I had just about enough. But so we went through here and I just needed, I wanted a lighter kind of a meal. I will say this was probably one of the best servers we had. She was excellent. She uh, it was a quieter restaurant than I had thought it would be. So that was nice. Um, a lot of the restaurants, just because of where they are, tend to be louder. 
Um, and I tend to like a quieter restaurant just because being in the parks all day with all those people can be just a little much. And I just want to sit and be quiet. And a lot of times I'll just get something at our resort and take it back to the room just because I need that quiet. But Citrico's wasn't super loud. Um, Hollywood Brown Derby was very loud. Yatsman was very loud. Citrico's was not. Uh, so anyway, so we get in and I decide that because of all of the food I've eaten all week, I'm just getting a salad. That's all I want. I just want a salad. So I got the salad there, which is basically just French for green salad. Um, it was $12. It had bib lettuce, Erico vert, which is green beans, heirloom tomatoes, fennel, nichois olives, fingerling potatoes, and sherry mustard vinaigrette. This was super fresh. This was probably the best salad I've had um, on property. It was the lettuce was super fresh. The vinaigrette was amazing. I actually was kind of mad at myself. I wish I'd asked them if they would give up the recipe because a lot of times they will. I'll have to look it up. Very, very good. I enjoyed it. I liked the fact that I was finally eating a vegetable <laughs> or at least a vegetable <laughs> not smothered in some sauce or, and I felt better about it. Uh, ben, surprisingly, so let me just say there are a lot of, there are three salad and soup options and then there are three other appetizer courses, two of which are seafood options and the other one is a pate, which he wasn't going to touch. Nope. So he actually, shockingly, instead of going with the salad that I thought he would go with, or going with the soup, he went with, it's the Florida shrimp. It's house-made gnocchetti, sardi pasta, spicy puttanesca sauce, baby spinach, and parmesan with shrimp. And he I loved it. Yeah, it was absolutely delicious. Um, the shrimp was really, really, you know, sometimes you get shrimp and it's, it's like gummy and not good. This was cooked perfect. It was a, just an incredible flavor to it. And uh, I, I recommend this highly. If you get a chance to go there, you should definitely order this. Um, so his appetizer was $16 on the menu. For entrees, I'm going to do his first because I'm going to talk about mine for quite a while. <laughs> He got red wine braised beef short ribs with Swiss chard, exotic mushrooms, and Parpadel pasta. Is that what you got? Yes. I take that back. You did not. That's what you were going to get. Oh, yeah. You ended up getting the oak grilled beef filet. Yes, I did. I, I, I went to my, my fallback. <laughs> he, oh, yeah. He does tend to lean towards the filet. Uh, the oak grilled beef filet, per, potato puree, broccolini, cipollini jam, bordelaise, and it's $51. Yep. You can substitute a 20-ounce ribeye for $72, both of which are available as part of the dining plan. You can go in either direction with that. Um, it looks good. Oh, it was good. Um, like I said before, they, they the, the chefs at Disney, they cook the meat perfect. I mean, if you ask for medium rare, you're getting medium rare. If you ask for medium, you're getting a medium. But, it, you know, like my wife had said, we were eating so much food at this point in time. I was literally sweating meat. I mean, it was just rough. Um but it was delicious. I highly recommend going there and getting it. Uh, cooked perfect. And uh, I, just, I just don't know what to say about it. It's just uh, an experience you have to try for yourself. Okay. So then I, I know everybody's shocked that I got the seafood dish. I got the scallop risotto. Description on the menu, it's $48. And the description is fava beans, English peas, chanterelles, and caramelone rice. So let me just say, first of all, I live in New England. I've had phenomenal seafood my entire life. Um, there's definitely no lack of good seafood in New England. These were the best scallops I've ever eaten in my entire life. They were amazing. They melted in your mouth. They were perfectly cooked. It was like butter. It was so good. Um, and if you've never had English peas, go get some. Find a restaurant that has them and eat them. They're amazing. They, I don't like peas in general, and I love English peas. But the whole dish was just outstanding. 
Um, I, I can't say enough good things about this dish. It was the scallops were perfectly seasoned. Like I said, they eating them. Oh my gosh, I can't even. <laughs> and the risotto was phenomenal. Creamy, perfectly cooked, perfectly complemented the scallops and the the peas that were in it. Just outstanding. Again, it was forty eight dollars and worth every penny. Yeah, I did try one of her scallops, and she is correct. It, it melted in your mouth. It was really delicious. and uh, I, I, They just cook so good. So uh, during the course of this meal, our server was amazing. She saw the buttons. She sprinkled our table with Mickey-shaped glitter, which was outstanding. And she brought us a champagne toast. Uh, she was very, very good. She wasn't super hovery, which I don't like. And I didn't feel like this meal was rushed. I felt like we could have taken as long as we wanted with this meal and nobody would have cared. They would have, I, we were there a couple of hours, I think. And I didn't feel rushed even a little bit. No. So moving on to desserts, I wish, and we're going to have to get together and get a, whether it be a video camera or something to, or a Facebook page or something to post the pictures of these things. I wish I had pictures of my dessert. So my dessert well, it's called a warm chocolate banana torte. It's uh, $12 with vanilla ice cream and handcrafted, a handcrafted Belgian couverture chocolate crown. And when I tell you they're not lying, it's a literal crown on the plate. It was nice. And it is, it's just stunning. Like visually, you don't even want to eat it. It looks so good. And then it had um, homemade vanilla ice cream and it was on like a bed of grand cracker crumbs. And then there was a chocolate torte that it was almost like a chocolate lava cake with caramelized bananas on it and um, brown sugar. And oh, this was probably the best dessert I ate. It was so good. It was every, I, I know I keep saying like this was the best thing and that was, but as I'm reliving these meals, <laughs> I, I'm telling you, this, the food is amazing. Yeah. And the chocolatiers did a phenomenal job with the crown and the whole design. Uh, so Ben got the chocolate hazelnut bar. It's with ch- coffee, coconut ice cream. Go figure. Uh, creamy hazelnut banana mousse coconut milk ganache and a chocolate praline it looked outstanding presentation wise it was amazing yeah it it tasted amazing too can you see a trend here with the whole chocolate coconut banana thing uh that's my fallback and like i have to say each and every one i've gotten at the different restaurants were just phenomenal and this this one the presentation was great and the flavors all blended together well and again it was you know the chocolatiers are so good at disney i mean they create masterpieces uh, so we had a great experience at Citrico's and I, it's one of the restaurants I definitely want to try again Oh yes, because I mean, some of the restaurants were great flying fish, fantastic, but it was so loud. I like that, that whole grouping just threw me off the restaurant. I don't know that I would go again. Yeah. Hollywood Brown Derby, I think is a one and done for me. Cause as good as the food was, unless we do too an early lunch, it was just way too loud. Citrico's was so nice. Yeah. It was so like relaxing and it wasn't noisy and the service was phenomenal i definitely would do it again Uh, so the next day we ventured into disney springs um and we went to raglan road which raglan road is an irish pub and restaurant in disney springs and they have um on the weekends and at night they have live dancing shows live dancers irish dancers which makes it super fun but if you aren't looking for a really loud time i highly recommend you go during the day uh we went right when they opened and it there was nobody in there 
and it was nice. It was quiet. There weren't a lot of people there. The only thing I, I really was kind of put off by was, and it probably had more to do with um, staffing at that time of day, but we, so we were the only people in there. We had made reservations for right when they opened. So we went in, they sat us, and then they immediately sat somebody to either side of us. Yeah. In a very, what it's a very crowded, I mean, there wasn't a lot of space between booths. And I thought that was super weird that they wouldn't at least space out people um, just because it wasn't crowded. But maybe it had more to do with staffing and trying to keep, you know, sections contained. I don't know. It was really weird the way they did it. But, <clears throat> I mean, it, it didn't really bother us. I just thought at that time of day we would have just a little bit more, like, privacy to ourselves. It was fine either way. So... Then for an appetizer, got it's called a Dalky Duo. So this is a really cute menu. So the appetizers here are called Starty Stuff, and then there's Lunchy Stuff. So for Starty Stuff, Ben got the Dalky Duo. It's $15. It's Dalky Mustard Battered Cheshire Heritage Cocktail Sausages with a Dalky Mustard Dipping Sauce. And this actually came really cute. It came on like, um, I don't even know how to describe this, but it was a little rack with forks standing up and there were sausages on the forks. It was like a little sausage forest. And then there were a few more sausages in a bowl and then the, the dipping, the mustard dipping sauce, which I actually did try and it was phenomenal. Um, do you want to talk about your appetizer? Absolutely. Okay. So my name's Wozniak, my last name, but my mother was Irish. Her name was Hart. And, um, she had me try tons of Irish food when I was growing up. And, uh, I was looking forward to this, to the experience of going to an Irish pub, an authentic Irish pub. And, um, I found out that this was the most visited pub in the United States, uh, when we were there. And, um, this Dalky duo was absolutely phenomenal. Um, it's battered sausage, and uh, they give you a mustard sauce, like my wife said, and it is just so tasty and uh, and filling. I mean, I was literally getting full off eating this appetizer. Yeah, I, I agree. This is a place that if you just wanted like a small lunch and you didn't want to eat like a big meal, you could easily go in here, order an appetizer, and it would be plenty of food. Oh, yeah. So I got the Nom Nom Wings. Um so the description is sweet and spicy wings tossed in a honey, chili flake, soy, and ginger sauce. And it was also $15, the same as as Ben's appetizer. And I got to tell you, it was delicious. It came um, with some sort of a dipping sauce. I don't even know what it was. I don't even think I used it because the wings were just so good. They had a little bit of a kick to them. But I'm going to tell you, this was, I would have just eaten this. Like this could have been my lunch. Yeah, they were delicious. And it would have been um, amazing just like that. So for lunchy stuff, this is what they call it. It's his lunchy stuff. Um, ben got the rack of ribs. It's $22. It's a slow roasted half rack of Guinness glazed baby back ribs served with chips and coleslaw. And what they mean by chips is French fries. They do not mean um, actual chips. They mean French fries. It, this is an Irish pub. Um, and it's uh rack of ribs, $20. And it looked delicious. And it was, uh, it was the meat just fell off the bones and it was just so tasty. Um, the glaze they put on it was delicious. Uh, the French fries, of course, uh, they're French fries, but they would, uh, they complemented the, the, the ribs really well. And, uh, it was just a really good experience. I, I loved it. Um, I don't know what else to say about it. It's just, uh, you know, you got to go there at least once. You didn't particularly care for the slaw. No, 
No, uh, I'm usually a big slaw person, and uh, for some reason, I just didn't like the way their slaw was was made. It just didn't taste good to me. Okay, so um, I tried a slaw. I thought it was okay. Um, I'm, I tend to be a little picky about coleslaw, so I didn't hold it against them by any stretch. <laughs> so I really had trouble with this menu. There's so much on here that I wanted to try, and I really couldn't decide what to get. So what I ended up getting was the worth the weight beef sandwich. It's 12-hour braised beef, sautéed mushrooms, crispy onions, garlic aioli, and smoked cheddar on ciabatta. And it comes with a side. And for my side, I got garlic and parmesan fries, which I'm not going to lie to you, the garlic and parmesan fries were the best part of this meal. Yeah, they hit by. Um, The worth the weight beef sandwich was good. However, and this is not the fault of them, I think in my head I had it at like a thin-sliced roast beef sandwich uh, and it was definitely more of like a brisket, mm-hmm. which wasn't really what I wanted um, or what I was looking for. And that isn't their fault. That's mine because I didn't really think it through and I should have asked questions that I didn't ask. Uh, it was very good. It just wasn't something I would probably get again. I think the next time I would try something else. Yeah. Now, having said that, the food, the rest of the food was good enough at this restaurant that I definitely would like to go back. Oh, definitely. Um, and I would like to go back, I think, at a time when there is a show um, and just kind of experience that sort of thing because people seem to love it. I, though I have heard and be be aware that even if you have a reservation here at night or on the weekends during show times, you tend to wait upwards of an hour after your reservation to be seated because people tend to stay longer because of the shows they tend to eat slow eat slowly and sit back have an extra drink enjoy the show uh that sort of thing so that's something that if you're interested in going here be aware of that if you're if you're trying to go there during show times maybe make a reservations for just before the show starts or half an hour before the show starts and then you can you know see some of the show and you can enjoy that extra drink maybe so that was raglan that was um the entrees at raglan road for Dessert we had. So Ben will almost always go for the bread pudding dessert. If there is one, that's what he's getting. Love it. So they had one called Garris Bread and Butter Pudding. And it the description only says, like no other you have ever tried, believe us. Um, and according to Ben, they are absolutely telling the truth. It came with a caramel sauce and a like a cream sauce. It was so gooey. And you just cut it open and poured the sauces on at your leisure. It really, I don't even like bread pudding, and it looked amazing. It was awesome. It was so gooey and sticky and delicious and and, and, and warm. And they they did a great job with this. And like they said, it's like no other. This was phenomenal bread pudding. And I, I highly recommend that. I mean, if you go there and you don't get that, then you are crazy. Um. I will almost always get the fruit type of dessert if there's if there's a fruit based dessert, not necessarily just fruit on something, but a fruit based dessert uh, like a key lime or a lemon something. So they had a dessert called fluffy lemon clouds, and it's fluffy. The, the descriptions are intense lemon curd tart topped with fluffy meringue. Out of this world, it was. The lemon curd was, I think, homemade, and it was amazing. It was there was a little um, thing of mint on the top, and the the lemon curd was super puckery, and the plating of it was amazing, and the meringue was 
perfectly brown. It looked really good. It was so good. Uh, definitely something I would get again. And while I always think I'm going to get the chocolate dish, by the time the meal's over, I almost always will get the fruit dish if there is one. So that was our experience at Raglan Road. Definitely another one we would do again. Oh, yeah. And that is definitely going to be on my list to get that uh, bread pudding. Sorry. Okay. So our next meal was another character meal. Um, it's a relatively new character meal. It's Storybook Dining at Artist Point at the Wilderness Lodge. Artist Point was a much either beloved or maligned restaurant, depending on who you're speaking to. It had people who loved it, but there were many people who loathed it. Uh, so they have changed it now, and they are only doing dinner. And the dinner is with Snow White, Grumpy, Dopey, and the Evil Queen. And it is extraordinarily well-themed. Uh, when you walk in and you are seated, on your table there is a tree. And the tree has big leaves, three big leaves. And that is what they come out when they come out with your appetizers. That's what they put them on. So this is a prefix meal, meaning you pay a set price and that's what you get. You can, so for appetizer, they're shared appetizers. You get three. Everyone gets three. Um, they're very small. They're like what, uh, like an amuse-bouche, which is a, a very small appetizer if you eat French food. Um, and then you get to pick an entree from, I think there's seven entrees. And then you also get shared desserts. So to start out with, they bring you the shared appetizers. The shared appetizers were, are a mushroom bisque with crispy mushroom, wicked shrimp cocktail um, with soy miso, avocado, Thai chili, and greens. And then the hunter's terrine. The hunter's terrine was like a, a chicken sausage pate type of, I don't know, it was really odd. Black truffle, stone fruit preserve, and house-made pickles. I didn't love the hunter's terrine, although the stone fruit preserves were amazing. So they gave you like pickles and some crackers, and it was almost like a chicken pate type of thing. Yeah, wasn't, um, I didn't like it. It was, it was very strange. Uh, it was okay, it wasn't great. The mushroom bisque was very good. Yep, I agree with that. Um, that was good. And the Wicked Shrimp Cocktail, I don't think you ate. No. I liked it. I thought it was very, very good. Uh, but they are an odd pairing of appetizers if you are there with children, which I would say 90% of people usually are. But I have heard that they will adjust the appetizers for if you bring kids. So kids, you can get um, like a, a share your a shared appetizer just for the children that has like fruits, vegetables, cheeses, that kind of thing. So it's a little more kid friendly. So while you're eating, they introduce Snow White comes out um, and then each of the dwarfs comes out and they come around. And it was a really, really good character interaction. Yeah. Um, Grumpy especially was amazing. Um, whoever is doing that in that in that suit or whatever you want to call it um, is very good at his job. Yeah, and they make um, sure everybody they go to all the tables. Yeah, they were very careful about going to all the tables. It's not a huge place. No, um, it is very well themed. You feel like you're in a forest. The views from the Wilderness Lodge, if you've never been, are just outstanding. And the views from that restaurant, you get like a view of the lake and the woods and stuff. It's really nice. So then you come to the core of the story entrees. So again, this is a prefix meal. It's $59 a person, which is pricey. I would venture to say this is well worth the $59. Um, so you get to pick from seven appetizers. 
Uh, seven entrees, rather. Excuse me. There is a vegetarian appetizer. There's also um, there's a beef stew. There's a pork shank. There's um, a land and sea one, a prime rib, grilled chicken, and a sustainable fish option. So we actually both went with the prime rib. Now, I'm going to say that we had, at this point, had, or Ben especially, had had many excellent steaks. Um, this was not one of them. No. I love prime rib. Um, I wish I had gotten something different. It was okay, but whatever they used as a rub on the outside was so salty that it literally was inedible. Like, I, I had to cut off the edges of it. It was cooked perfectly. And once you got the edges off, it was delicious. But, um, yeah, it wasn't great. But it came with this popover that was outstanding. Yeah, the popover was really <laughs> Not going to lie. I would have had, like, five of those. We could have gone on our way. Um, and I had been leaning towards... Um, I don't often order pork when we go anywhere because I'm not a huge fan, but I had been leaning towards the pork shank and I really wish I had ordered that uh, because the primer just wasn't, um, it it just wasn't, no, but I will say the horseradish mashed potatoes that came with it were something I never would have put together. Right. Those were good. But they were excellent. Yes. I agree with that. But I just, for some reason, I just didn't like it. Yeah. It just, uh, again, I mean, you live and learn. And at that point we had had so many good meals. There was bound to be a sour note in there somewhere. I mean, nobody has perfect meals every night and we had been really lucky. Yes as far as good food. Um, so, you know, it was a little bit of a sound. And would they have probably changed it for something else if we had asked? Absolutely. Disney being Disney, um, if I had said to them that, that it's just so salty, it's inedible, they would have happily probably brought me something else. But at that point, we were a little pressed for time that day. We had tickets to the Christmas party at the Magic Kingdom. So we were kind of in a rush. We had made the reservation, like the first reservation of the day, of the evening. Um, there was a very, very early dinner for us because we were going to the Absolutely. Christmas party. Um, but it was excellent. Now, then they bring you your shared desserts. And they the shared desserts, you get three. You get the Miner's Treasure. It was like um, it was a sponge cake, uh, a berry panna cotta, and chocolate gems. So basically when you're, quote unquote, digging into this dessert, you're pulling up gems, gemstones. And they were edible. Treasures. So it was really cute. I, visually, it was a very cute dessert. I didn't love it. I'm not a big Pentecost fan, so um, it wasn't my favorite. They had Then they had a poison apple, which actually looked like a little sparkly apple on your plate. And it, had, it was dark chocolate apple mousse with a sour center. Amazing. Um, I would say, yeah, it was very good. That yeah. was very good. I didn't care for the Miner's Treasures, but the Poison Apple was outstanding. Yeah, I agree. I didn't like the Miner's Treasure, but the Poison Apple, I, I definitely recommend that. That was really good. Now, my favorite dessert that they gave us, it's called a fairy tale Gooseberry Pie. I've never had a gooseberry. I wouldn't know a gooseberry if I tripped on one. Never seen one. I will tell you that Gooseberry makes a phenomenal pie. Yeah, it was um, really It good. was excellent. It, had, it was gooseberry, and it had like a meringue topping. Absolutely amazing. Um, very, very good. And I think we both liked that one the best. Yeah, that was that was actually very good. Uh, I was surprised. I've never heard of gooseberries either, and uh, it was very tasty. I, I'm surprised. Uh, so at this point in the meal, they remove the dishes, and our server comes over with a card. Um It's a laminated invitation. And what it is, is a summons 
to see the queen. She sends you, she brings you a, or she has the server bring you this limited card, and it says the queen has summoned you and your friends to visit her. She only invites the fairest in the land. So basically, you go to the queen. She doesn't come to you. (laughs) She has her own little setup. So at the end of your meal, you go over and you get in line and you meet the queen. So we got the summons, and then they brought us the final part of the meal. And they bring over on a pillow in a glass box that is smoking. I'm assuming some sort of dry ice involved. They open it, and in this box, which is called the Hunter's Gift to the Queen, it has crackled maple popcorn and a ganache chocolate heart with it. So it's homemade maple popcorn and a, and a homemade chocolate ganache heart. They were very good. It was more visually stunning than it was Tasty. good to eat. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, it was okay. It was chocolate. There was nothing special about it. But the visual aspect of it, of them bringing it in the box and the box smoking, was really, really cool. So after that, we went to meet the queen. I have done many, many character interactions at Disney. And I am here to tell you that this character interaction with the evil queen at Storybook Dining at Artist Point at the Wilderness Lodge is the best one I've ever done. I don't know what they're paying this woman. It is clearly not enough. She should get all the money. She (laughs) was outstanding. Um, I went up, Ben did not, he took video. Um, And when I approached her, I bowed to her because she is the queen and asked her how she was. And she informed me in a very, very insulted voice that she was nauseated that they've deigned to have that girl in the same room as myself. In that same voice, it was awesome. Uh, So we spoke for several minutes and then I thanked her, to which the reply was, as well you should thank me. Great thing, Um, great thing. She was outstanding, amazingly in character, just amazing. Um, I would definitely do that again, just for the character interaction. And I don't often say that because I feel like if you're paying that kind of money, the food should be good as well. But in this case, the character interaction was so good that even though our entree wasn't, I would go and just try eating something else. Um, I would definitely try it again, just based on the character interaction that we had there. It was probably the best we've had. We had the entire time. Yeah, it was just outstanding. She, the Eagle Queen was everything. Uh, well worth the money we, uh, the table credit we spent. It's only one table credit on the Disney dining plan. Worth so it. that's something else to consider. It's not a signature restaurant. Um, there are only a couple of character signatures. Uh, Cinderella's Royal Table is two credits. I'm trying to think of what else is it. I'm not, oh, um, be our guest restaurant with the Beast is also for dinner is two credits um and nobody should ever go to that but that's a whole nother show um so the next day we did tusker house at animal kingdom which is also a character meal we did lunch uh and i am gonna let before we get to the actual meal part i'm gonna let my husband tell you about adventures and checking in at tusker house Okay. Well, just so you know, it is a shit show. Uh, There is a huge, huge line and you do not move quickly. And many people there, let's face it, people are rude and they're ignorant and they will walk to the front of the line right past you and they don't care that you've been waiting an hour. Well, the other side of that was it's a super crowded area where they do the check-in. 
And if you're coming in from the side, you may not even realize there is a line because it's not a like a super delineated line. It's just a bunch of people. The other side of this is when people go to Disney, they forget how to line up. Like they need to have a first grade class teach them how to line up again. I think it's the fact that they go, well, I paid money to be here. Uh, that's probably some of it. But Chester House was very unorganized as far as check-in. The yes. line wasn't very clear if you came in from the side or even behind where they had the check-in guest desk, you probably wouldn't even realize there was a line. It just looked like the crowd of people was waiting at the bar. Because you line up through the bar area, which is just horrendous. I like to say, don't let that discourage you, though, because we'll get into the details of Tusca House. So So it's called Donald's Dining Safari, and it's Donald and Daisy, Goofy and Minnie, Hmm. right? Yep. Okay. Um, And it is a buffet. It's... So let me preface this by saying that if you are looking for a quiet meal, this is not somewhere you want to go. <laughs> no. um, it's very tightly packed. It's a character meal. There's a ton of children. Um, and they all, as children do, children all want to be first and all want to be, you know, it's loud and they all want to talk to the characters and nobody really wants to wait. And if crying, screaming children bother you, this is not the place for you. However, if you have a child, this was a stellar character experience. And we were two adults alone. So I always try to qualify that because I feel like there were a lot of instances where we didn't get the same character interaction that we would have gotten had we had a child with us. But at this particular restaurant, we got a stellar interaction. Um, We so let me promise by saying so we, we checked in. And we, it went about a half an hour past our reservation time before we were called. And we had a, they give us a pager before we were called in to come be seated. Um, It was one of the few restaurants we were seated in the middle of the room, which was nice. Um, I prefer to be around the edges, but you like to be in the middle. Uh, So he got his way on that one. Social butterfly. It is $54 for adults and $32 for children for lunch. There are... A variety of options leaning towards basic American, what you would term American options with um, vegetables and pork and chicken. And there are also some more adventurous things um, with that tend to have an African or a West Indian flair to them. There were a lot of curries. There was some chutney. There was um, basmati rice. There were fried plantains and things like that. Um, Tabbouleh and hummus. And the food was outstanding. It was the best mac and cheese we've ever had anywhere. Oh, um, I, oh if I had incredible. realized how good the mac and cheese was, I probably would have eaten that and nothing else. Um, it was the absolute hands down best mac and cheese. The flavor was amazing. It was creamy. It was so good. I want the mac and cheese from Tusker House again. Yes. I'll um, deal with that. I'll deal with that aggravation just for that. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I think we, I would probably make our reservation for a less busy time next time, just because the check-in process was so annoying. Yeah, um, I think we you waited in line forty minutes just to check in, and yeah. then it was another half hour after our reservation time before we got our table. But regardless, the food itself was was very very good. Oh yeah, they um, had some great desserts. I mean, the curry the curry chicken was amazing, and I've made I've made curry chicken quite frequently, and it was excellent. Um, there were kid options as well, which was nice. There were mashed potatoes for kids. I think there were tots. Yep, tater there tots. There were tater tots there. Because so I love me some tots. He loves his tots, <laughs> so he eats quite a bit off the kids section of buffets when we go 
places at Disney. Um, but there was fruit and there was sal- different kinds of salads and it was very good. Yep. Um, I have nothing to complain about with the food at Tusker House. I don't think that anything we tried was bad. No. Um, Just to tell you like the interaction with the, the characters – Donald kissed my wife's hand and I was like, Hey, what are you doing? And he like made this like embarrassed look and like put his head down. Just phenomenal interaction. I mean, it was yeah, really it was very personable. It was, it wasn't just, and these characters don't speak. So it's a little different than dealing with Snow White or yeah. um, Flynn Rider and Ariel and Rapunzel and Prince Eric who all actually talk to you. The Mickey's and, and the Minis and Donald Ducks and, and those things don't speak. So everything is sort of mimed and you have to be very good at your job to get across what you want to get across without speaking. And these characters had it done. These people had it down. They had it down. I mean, I, I don't even know a better way to say that. This was a great meal and a great character interaction. Yeah, look um, for your child if you go on. Yeah, I definitely would recommend this. I would say that if you have a child on the spectrum or a child who is easily overstimulated, you may think of doing this at off times. You know, a a super early lunch or even like a late breakfast that could turn into lunch because they will allow you to stay. Um, If you book like the last breakfast of the day, you'll get breakfast food and lunch food. Um, And that might be worth it to you um, if you're looking for a little bit of lower level. They also had a smaller room off to the side that I'm sure just based on looking at it, it looked much smaller, so it would be much quieter. And you could probably, if you did have a child that had, you know, sensory issues, noise issues, you could ask for that particular room to be seated in that room. You might have to wait a little bit for it, but it might be worth it for you if that's something that is a concern for you. So our very, very sad last day, and it's only very sad because it was the last day. Yep. Uh, We, when we were planning this, had no idea where we wanted to eat for the last day. We were in the Magic Kingdom, so I looked around. I don't generally enjoy the restaurants in the Magic Kingdom. I think that the sit-downs outside of Jungle Skipper are abysmal. Um, that is my personal opinion. It doesn't it doesn't mean I'm wrong, but it, they're generally not good. And I feel the same about the quick service options as well at the Magic Kingdom. Um, Cosmic Rays is a big favorite for people. I will never understand why. And it is Cosmic Rays as a quick service is the most visited fast food restaurant in the country and the second most visited fast food restaurant in the world. So that gives you an idea of the amount of people that go through there every day. And it's awful. I don't care what anybody says. And my son loves it there. And it is horrendously bad. Um, you got to do a lot to get me to go to Cosmic Rays voluntarily. There are some quick service better than others at the Magic Kingdom. But outside of Harbor House and maybe Pecos Bills, nobody should eat anywhere in the Magic Kingdom. Leave the Magic Kingdom and go get some good food. Seriously, it, it's just not, it, it's not good food. <laughs> I feel terrible saying that, but it's really not. And there are a lot of places just outside the Magic Kingdom where you can go to eat. So we decided to eat at, we had never been before, um, a friend recommended the Wave of American Flavors. And this is on the ground floor of the Contemporary Hotel. You can walk to the Contemporary from the Magic Kingdom, or you can take the monorail. We chose to take the monorail because we hadn't been on it our whole trip. And I always like to take the monorail at least once because it's fun. So we took, it's one stop on the monorail. It literally takes three minutes to get there. So we took the monorail over 
and we went to the Wave of American Flavors. So they are open, unlike most signature restaurants, the Wave of American Flavors is open for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And apparently they do a phenomenal brunch on the weekends, um, which we didn't get to experience, but that would definitely be on my list going forward. At this restaurant, we had the absolute best waitress that we had the entire trip. Hands down outstanding she actually um there was a table behind us that was experiencing that was having a birthday and she sang happy birthday to them and she was phenomenal she's very very good and she like made up a birthday song for them on the spot and then there was a table next to us that was having something so she sang to them and then she felt bad that we didn't get a song so she at the end of our meal made up a dessert song for us based on ursula's song in the little mermaid and she was outstanding um, I would go back just to have her as a server again. And God, I don't remember her name. And that's Jackie. Just, nope, that wasn't it. Nope. And if I find the video of her singing the song, I'm sure that I can see what it is. Well, I can see if we get the video, then I can post it on the Was Happening site. Okay, so we're going to do that because she was just excellent. So onto the food. For appetizers, um, one of the few seafood options that Ben enjoys is crab cakes. It is strangely one of the few seafood things I don't like, coincidentally enough. Um, but he got, they were called lump crab cakes with Old Bay Remoulade, corn slaw, and salsa verde. Uh, he inhaled them, so I'm guessing they were good. They were delicious, and I didn't have to share them. No, he didn't have to share much of his food. There was enough food for everybody to have their own in this trip. Yeah, there was. Um, there wasn't a lot of sharing going on. Tasting, no share. Yes. Um, then I got steamed bao buns, seeded multigreen, focaccia, and lavash with seasonal spreads. And I'm going to tell you, these were outstanding. Um, they weren't a traditional bao bun, which I, I feel like a traditional bao bun is enclosed. Um, and you have to like cut it open to get at whatever's inside. These were more of a bao bun taco almost. Yeah, that's a good description. Um, very good. A lot of, um, greenery on it, which I liked. Kind of made me feel like I was eating healthy food, even though I probably wasn't. It's okay. At this point in the trip, the diet has been blown. Um, so it is what it is at that point. But it was very good. For our lunch, we both got the French dip sandwich. And I'm kind of kicking myself because I feel like I should have gotten something else. But I, for whatever reason, I'd had the roast beef sandwich that I didn't enjoy at Raglan Road. And I wanted the French dip because it was shaved roast beef, which is what I had wanted at Raglan Road. And, and I instead it was more of a brisket. Again, my fault, not theirs. So we both actually ordered the French dip sandwich. It was shaved roast beef, caramelized onions, Swiss cheese, arugula, lemon caper aioli, and au jus. And it came with waffle fries. Out freaking standing. Delicious. The lemon caper aioli made the whole thing. And I know it sounds weird, but it was so good. It was so good. The au jus was amazing. Just the entire thing. Yeah, I agree. I, see, I absolutely love French dip. I, I, I love the fact that, you know, it's like you take it and you, you dip your, your sandwich into the au jus and it gets it nice and soft. And it was just so delicious. The cheese was like perfectly melted. A very good, very good sandwich. Um, this was a one credit restaurant. It's also because in a re it's in a resort. Resort restaurants are generally easier to get a reservation at unless it's a signature. Um, but a one credit resort restaurant like the Wave at the Contemporary or Sebastian's at Caribbean Beach are much easier to get a reservation at than a table service restaurant in a park. And 
generally speaking, it is it is more of the rule than the exception, but there are exceptions. The food at a resort table service is almost always going to be better than the table service in the parks. Epcot has some exceptions to that just based on what Epcot is. Hollywood Studios pretty much made that rule because I generally feel about Hollywood Studios the way I feel about the Magic Kingdom and there are no good options at Hollywood Studios. Um, The Brown Derby, the food was excellent. The restaurant was very loud. That's the only signature there. There are other table service restaurants there and some that my son, we do 50s primetime, which he loves. I also enjoy the food there. It's also very loud. Um, And given the choice, I will leave a park and go to a resort table service where it's likely to be calmer and quieter just to get away from the crowds for a while. And when you're talking about Hollywood Studios, there's no excuse now not to do that because you are right on the Skyliner ride. And the Skyliner will take you to Caribbean Beach where you can go to the wonderful Sebastian's and have a meal. Um, And that's what you should do. You should not eat at Hollywood Studios. Um, they also have abysmal quick service options as well, for the most part. There wasn't a lot to eat at Hollywood Studios. No. Um, we're really picky about food. And not tech, not what we eat, but the level of good it needs to be, I guess, is where I'm going with this. Like, we'll eat just about anything, clearly. Uh, but we want quality, um, especially for the prices you are paying in a theme in a theme park. And it's don't get me wrong; it's theme park food. If you go in looking for other than theme park food, you're going to be severely disappointed. But you have options. You can leave. They let you do that. You can leave and come back. You can take a Skyliner and go anywhere and get phenomenal food. Take a Skyliner, go to Epcot, eat food there. Um, so anyway, the wave was an excellent meal, and I highly recommend if you have, if you're looking for a restaurant to do on a Magic Kingdom day, and you realize quite quickly that the restaurants in the Magic Kingdom suck outside of Jungle Skipper Canteen, which is fantastic. I would highly recommend that you walk over to the wave um, and give them a try. Uh, it was very good. Their dinner options look even better. People routinely wave about the bacon and eggs appetizer on the dinner menu, and I was a little sad that I didn't get to try that. Um, Maybe next time. So maybe on the next trip, that'll be a thing. So um, I think that's it. That is all the restaurants we tried, sadly. Now I'm hungry because we just talked about restaurants for two hours and food. And now I would like to go back and have a meal again. So thanks for listening. Okay, so our server at The Wave was actually named Jessie. And if you get a chance to go there, please ask for her to serve you because she was incredible. And I'd like to thank all the staff at Disney because they were really, really great to us while, while we were there. And um, that being said, I'd like to point out that when you're on vacation, sometimes things go wrong. Sometimes things don't turn out the way you want. But that's truly not the staff's fault. And um, they're only there because they want to make you happy and come back to Disney. So when you treat them badly, I want you to think about this. Think about when you're at work and uh, a customer is dealing with you. Would you want to be treated the way you treat them? I'm just, you know, it's just a food for thought. Uh, I'd like to thank you all for listening to us. Uh, I did post the video of Jesse singing on our Facebook page. It was happening. And also, we are currently up on YouTube. So if you get a chance, please go there and uh, listen to us. And uh, I'd like to thank you all once again. And tune in next week, please, to find out what's happening.